जय जय श्री चैतन्य जय नित्यानंद जय जय श्री चैतन्य जय नित्यानंद जय द्वैत चंद्र जय गौर भक्त वृंद जय द्वैत चंद्र जय गौर भक्त श्री चैतन्य चरित्रमृत of Srila Krishnadas Kaviraj Goswami Translation and commentary by His Divine Grace A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada Adi Leela Chapter 4 Text 162 Gopi Gone Preme Rudha Bhava Nama Vishuddha Nirmala Prema Kabhu Nahe Kama the love of the gopis is called Rurhabhav. It is pure and spotless. It is not at any time lust. Purport. As already explained, the position of the gopis in their loving dealings with Krishna is transcendental. Their emotion is called Rurhabhava. Although it is apparently like mundane sex, one should not confuse it with mundane sexual love, for it is pure and unadulterated love of Godhead. And this is from chapter 4 of the Adi Leela of Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita, in which Srila Krishidas Kaviraj Goswami gives what we would call a philosophical understanding of the nature of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and his pastimes. I say what we would call a philosophical understanding uh, because the terms in English don't exactly correspond to those in Sanskrit. This is uh, Tattva Vichara or Tattva Nirupanam for those who happen to know what these terms mean. It, tattva, it's, uh, that in itself is difficult word. Another difficult word to translate. It literally means thatness or the inherent, the, the ontological or inherent nature of whatever tattva we're discussing, or thatness in general. So, tattva vichara means consideration or deliberation, or uh, on, on tattva, and it also means tattva nirupanam, which means to ascertain what is the actual nature of the subject under discussion. So that's a little different from what, what the Western term philosophy has come to be understood to mean. It means what any damn fool or thinks and puts in some, uh, throws in a few long words and uh, people call that philosophy. Maybe that's an uncharitable summation, but... Anyway, it's more or less all nonsense. It's in long-winded ways of 
expressing various speculations which, uh, especially in the Western world, fall far short of the topic which Krishnadas Kaviraj Goswami is discussing here, which is Prima Tattva, the subject of Prema and especially Gopi Gonair Prema that is described here, the, the love of the gopis. This is, this discussion comes in the chapter which is named The Confidential Reasons for the Lord's Appearance, for Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's appearance. So Chaitanya Mahaprabhu came, Jodigorna hoito tobeki hoito kemone dharitam dehi radhar mahima prema rasha shima jogate janato ke Vasudev Ghosha, the great devotee of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, he praises Chaitanya Mahaprabhu by saying that if Chaitanya Mahaprabhu had not come, then what would have happened? How could we have lived? How could we have remained in this body? Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, in other words, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu came to give meaning to our meaningless lives. Achaitanya midam vishvam, the whole world is unconscious or without Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. So Chaitanya Mahaprabhu came to give life, to give Consciousness, Krishna consciousness, his name means, Krishna Chaitanya means Krishna consciousness. So Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, uh, Radhar Mahima, the glories of Radharani, which are the ultimate limit of Prema. Who could have revealed that to the world? And Vasudev Ghosh continues, Madhura Brinda Bipina Madhuri Prabesha Chaturisha Boroja Jubati Bhavera Bhakati Shakati Hoitoka. He says that the beautiful and sweet gardens or groves of Vrindavan Madhura Brinda Bipina Madhuri the Sweetness which is tasted then in there. Who has got the ability to enter in there? Who has got the ability to appreciate the bhava, the emotional devotion of the gopis of Vrindavan? So this is the special contribution of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. This is the subject under discussion and particularly in this section from the verse which I've just read, it, uh, or Srila Krishnas Kaviraj Goswami is distinguishing prema, which means love, loosely translated as love, from karma, which means, in, in this context, means mundane lust. Because the two seem very similar. And if we are to appreciate Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's contribution, we have to know what is the difference between mundane lust and transcendental love.
because mundane lust is the first of the three mentioned gates to hell. Who knows that verse? Anyone? And I'm, I'm talking to the devotees present here in Bangalore. The, those scattered here and there can also recite it if they like. Trividham, anyone? Yeah. Trividham narakasyedam dwaram nashanam atmanaha. And then what's the first? Kama. Krodhas tatha lobhas tasmat etat trayang tyajet. Lord Krishna states that there are three gates to hell. Lust, greed and anger. Therefore they should be given up. Kam, there's the, the six. Kam is also mentioned as the first of the six enemies of the conditioned soul. Kama, Krodha, Loba, Moha, Madha, Madsarya. Lust, greed, anger, envy, illusion and madness. And Kama is that which leads to the downfall of the soul as also mentioned by Lord Krishna in Bhagavad Gita. Who knows that one? Comes in two verses. Kama Esha Krodha Esha. No, I wasn't. No, the, the downfall of the soul. Yeah, how does it begin? Dhyato. Sangat Sanjayate Kama Krodho Bhajay. Kamat Krodha Bhajay. Then? Smriti Vibrava. Buddhinashat Pranashati. Buddhinashat Pranashati. From one comes another. From meditating on the objects of the senses. By holding that in the mind, then desire for it arises. Sangat Sanjayate Kama. Then from Kama comes anger. Krodhat bhavati sammoha. Then from anger comes bewilderment. From sammoha, one uh, is, one forgets. Even on the material platform, out of anger, someone may forget. Then as we were reading this morning from the Bhagavatam, first canto, first chapter, text three, that on the mundane platform sometimes love affairs, they end in ghastly murder scenes. So it may be that one forgets, this is my dear wife, and out of anger which arises suddenly, he may kill her or she may kill him. Just one anger overwhelms and uh, we forget, we regret, but it's too late. So, Krodha, Smriti, Smriti, yes, then uh, by forgetfulness of our position, then our intelligence is spoiled and then we're finished. Everything is finished. So karma, everything, the, the whole material downfall is due to mundane lust. Karma can mean desire. It, it generally means desire. 
and specifically it means sexual desire, lust, sexual lust. And that's in most Indian languages up to the present day, that it, the word karma means sexual desire. So here Srila Krishnadas Kaviraj Goswami is making or, or going to some depth to distinguish between mundane lust and vishuddha, nirmala prem, means most pure and uh, nirmala, actually the two words vishuddha and nirmala, they mean practically, they're, they're practically synonyms. Vishuddha means pure, nirmala means literally without dirt or spotless. So that's being differentiated from mundane lust, which is, it's essential to understand this difference. Otherwise, uh, we may, even in the name of cultivating Krishna consciousness, be cultivating mundane desire. It's possible if we don't know the difference between mundane lust and pure love of Krishna. So this very exalted topic of the gopi's love, which is, is uh, far beyond the imagination of what to speak of the average person on O'Connell Street, which for those of you who are not in Ireland, it's uh, the main street of the main city of the country. For the average, in other words, for the average person, uh, the understanding of Gopi Prem is something just completely beyond their imagination. But what to speak of the average Guinness drinker for the Irish again? I don't know, maybe the Irish have become more sophisticated in their modernness and then the yeah, anyway, let's not talk about Ireland Tattva. That's better to talk about Gopi Tattva. So, uh, what to speak of the average person, anyway, in Bangalore either, for that matter. Even the uh, love of the gopis, that's described elsewhere by Srila Bhaktivinoda Thakur, that... Uh, Swarasiki Siddhi, Rajagopiyadham. He speaks of Swara. This is a technical term, Swarasiki Siddhi, the, or the uh, individual perfect, or the individual perfection of each devotee in their particular loving relationship with Krishna. That is the wealth of the gopis, their love for Krishna. As Krishna himself told the gopis, we'll find this in Bhagavatam, that I promised in Bhagavad Gita, of course, chronologically it might appear at this point that Krishna hadn't spoken Bhagavad Gita when he was speaking to the gopis in Vrindavan, but Bhagavad Gita is eternal. But Krishna's eternal promise is 
He reciprocates with everyone according to the degree with which they approach him. But Krishna found himself defeated by the gopis that you love me more than I can, I, I can't reciprocate. There's, you've defeated me. So be satisfied with your love. That is your, that's what you have to be content with. That. And Krishna himself found that that love was, was uh, so much overwhelming that he became Chaitanya Mahaprabhu to uh, taste the sweetness of that love. Mm. So, Swarashiki Shiddhi Braja Gopir Dhan Paramachanchalashati These uh, two characteristics of the love of the gopis is described by Srila Bhaktivinoda Thakur in contradictory terms. Paramachanchala and Chanchala means that which doesn't stay in one place. And parama means it's uh, supremely. So it's supremely uh, flickering. We could, uh, one translation of chanchala is flickering. Lightning is sometimes called chanchala. So it appears not flickering in the sense that sometimes the gopis love Krishna and sometimes they don't. But it takes many different forms. That they, they are, often it appears that they are rejecting Krishna. So Paramachanchala and Sati, that is the, the most, uh, chaste love that the gopis have for Krishna. Paramachanchala Sati. Jogira Dhyan. Nirbhishesha Gyan. Tahate na paistiti. But you know, Thakur says that the meditation of the yogis and the knowledge which is aimed at impersonal, non-specified understanding it's, it has no place in this in the love of the gopis. It's a long, long, long way away. So it's, uh, even the yogis who practice being free from lust. Why do the yogis meditate? Why do they accept austerities? Why do they follow such a difficult regimen? The idea is to control the senses and become free from mundane lust. So even if they are free from mundane lust, and the, the nirvishesha jnana, the impersonalist they want to be, also they're trying to become free from lust. So they may be free from lust, but still they have no entrance into the gopi's love, or the pastimes of Krishna. So not only is Prem different from Kam, the pure love of the devotees, free from Kam, from mundane lust, but simply being free from lust, that is not in and of itself enough 
to attain the position of the pure love of the gopis. And we should try to understand these topics as this is what Chaitanya Mahaprabhu came to give. Srila Krishidas Kaviraj Goswami is very carefully presenting the topics of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu who was and his followers, Gopi Bhava Rasamritabdi Lahari Kalola Magno Mahur, Vende Rupa Sanatano Raghu Yagoshi Jiva Gopalako, the six Goswamis of Vrindavan, they were always surfacing and diving, sporting in the waves of the nectarine, nectarian rasa of the gopis' feelings for Krishna. So, this is our subject matter, actually. We talk a lot about becoming free from mundane desire, distinguishing matter from spirit. That is, these are the preliminary topics of spiritual life, ascertaining Krishna as the Supreme Personality of Godhead. But as I was discussing this this morning in the Nigamat Kalpatara Galitam Palam, this, this verse that, that this, uh, the actual subject matter which Chaitanya Mahaprabhu has come to give us is not simply becoming free from mundane desire, nor is it simply appreciating Krishna as the Supreme Personality of Godhead, which is a big Huge step. That's, that's uh, what Krishna says in Bhagavad Gita. That, that's, it's not a huge step. It may be the culmination of many steps over many lifetimes. One can appreciate Krishna as supreme, but Vyasadeva pushes us on. Go further. Relish the rasa that is described here in Srimad Bhagavatam. Not described here, that is Srimad Bhagavatam, that Srimad Bhagavatam is dripping with. And Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is Srimad Bhagavatam. Srimad Bhagavatam is Krishna. Krishna Chaitanya is Krishna, who has come to relish the Srimad Bhagavatam and distribute its actual essence, which is the love of the gopis, particularly the love of the gopis. So this is our subject matter. We don't always discuss it. But we should sometimes discuss it. Otherwise, if we don't know these things, then how are we ever going to aspire for them? These are the topics described in Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita, which is most confidential. But Srila Prabhupada also wanted Chaitanya Charitamrita, these volumes, distributed to the public. It's not... Well, it's, of course, it's specifically meant for devotees. That's true of Bhagavad Gita also. But uh, I remember the, the first time we got the editions of Chaitanya Charitamrita. And I was distributing them in London. <laughs> and... Uh, I had a very nice experience, very amazing experience, actually. That 
uh, I I presented a Bhagavad Gita to and looked like a businessman on Charing Cross Road, which those are in Ireland. Dublin is next door to London, so they mostly they know all the major road in London, Charing Cross Road. So I presented this to Bhagavad Gita, and he said, well, I already have this. So I said, okay. So I pulled out Chaitanya Charitamrita, and I started reading the uh, what was written on the dust jacket, that I can't remember exactly what it is, that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is known as a great saint and a prophet and all this kind of thing. And he interrupted me and said, well, well wasn't he understood to be an incarnation of Krishna? <laughs> so that was a very nice experience. Which, I mean, even now, that's you don't expect that from the average businessman on Charing Cross Road and... Uh, what to speak of in those days. Uh, that I mean, even our own devotees had hardly heard about Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. We just got the volumes of Chaitanya Charitamrita for the first time. And uh, here's a, a business just looking like you're the average uh, snooty businessman on going to his job and somehow or other he knew about Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. That was before Prabhupada's books had even been distributed. The, the, I, and unless he got someone two or three days earlier from someone else. I don't, anyway, maybe we used to hear that uh, we should be careful when we're going on book distribution because sometimes the demigods may come and test us. Prabhupada indicated like that also. Uh, that the demigods, they come and uh, they see the devotees performing Sankirtan. So anyway, um, yeah, this is our subject matter, and we should try to understand that there's so much to understand. First of all, we have to understand we're not the body. Then who are we? We are spirit soul. And all right, aham brahmasmi, brahmasmi aham. What else is there to say? Aham brahmasmi. That's all the Mayavadis can say. Shivoham, they say. They identify themselves with Lord Shiva. But the Vaishnavas have got a lot more to say. That, who am I? Uh, well, our eternal position in Krishna's service is to be discovered when we get, I get free from that nagging enemy called Kama. Then we can actually enter into the realm of Prema. And that is manifested in four basic categories, namely Dasyarati, the attachment to Krishna in the mood of a servant, Sakyarati, attachment to Krishna as a friend, Vatsalyarati, attachment to Krishna, as a parent or in a parental mood and Sringarati attachment to Krishna in the mood of what appears to persons who are infected with mundane lust as sexual attachment and actually it is sexual attachment it's, but 
what people who are infected by lust understand as sex and what the gopis and the queens of Dwaraka understand as sex. It's apparently the same but of a different quality. So, yeah, um, we're interested in sex and we should talk about sex all the time. We don't say that, but actually it's a fact. But not, not as mundane people understand it. Not that. Not this mundane lust, but the, the pure love. Particularly of the gopis for Krishna. That, that, that is there in Dwaraka also. That's there in, 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 in the Lakshmis. In Vaikuntha, but especially the uh, followers of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, they point to the gopis' love for Krishna, which is described here as Vishuddha Nirmala. It's totally pure and free from any contamination. And Kama, or mundane lust, is just the opposite. It's absolutely Ashuddha, not pure. And it is not nirmal, it is not free of contamination, it is samal, it is with contamination, apparently it is mal, it is contamination. So the gopi's love is described as vishuddha. Shuddha means pure and vi is an intensifier. And nirmala means without any contamination. Now, uh, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu especially came to teach about the uh, love of the gopis for Krishna. But not only that, he, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu welcomed uh, devotees with various pure spiritual sentiments. And he congratulated, for instance, uh, his great devotee Murari Gupta for not being a devotee of Krishna. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu wanted Morari Gupta to, to be a devotee of Krishna, but Morari Gupta said, I, 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 "I'd like to to make you happy, but I can't because I'm fully sold out to Ramachandra." So then Chaitanya Mahaprabhu congratulated, "Very good, you go on like that." Morari Gupta is Hanuman. So Chaitanya Mahaprabhu appreciated that. It's not that uh, the love for Hanuman... Now this is an interesting point. that the, the gopi's love is described as Vishuddha and Nirmala. Totally pure and free of contamination. Now... Does this mean that other devotees, like Hanuman, so famous Hanuman, at least in India, Hanuman is very famous. Does this mean that his love for Ramachandra is in any way lacking any purity? Is there any contamination in that? Uh, if we think like that, then... We ourselves are Ashuddha. 
and malin, we are impure and contaminated. Hanuman is celebrated for his pure and spotless love for Lord Ramachandra. Then why does Chaitanya Mahaprabhu promote particularly, although he's promoting, he's encouraging everyone to take up bhakti, but why is he promoting particularly the love of the gopis? Why, why particularly this? If all devotees are pure, means all pure devotees are pure. Hanuman is pure, Uddhava is pure, Arjuna is pure, Yudhishthir is pure, Parikshit is pure, Bhishma is pure. They are all great pure devotees of Krishna. There are so many others described in Bhagavatam. Prahlad, Ambarisha, Ajamil. Eventually, we shouldn't think badly of Ajamil. Dhruv Maharaj, Chitraketu, Akrura, they're all pure devotees. Then why stress on the gopis? It's all pure. All of them, all the devotees just mentioned, and what to speak, the Ananta Koti Vaishnava Vrinda, the unlimited numbers of Unlimited billions and trillions of Vaishnavas, they're all worth saying jai to. Ananta Koti Vaishnava Vrindaki Jai, we say regularly, because they're all glorious. They're all devotees. They're, they're all perfect and pure. And why the emphasis on the gopis' love? It's, it's not that others' love is not pure, but transcendentally considered. The intensity of the gopis' love for Krishna is of a degree that is more intense than that of Hanuman. Now this is very difficult to understand because Hanuman's love for Lord Rama is completely intense. But it's perfect in all respects. There's nothing lacking. Not only perfect, but it's, uh, yeah, like that, completely intense love of Lord Rama. Totally absorbed in Lord Rama, and, and totally pure. That's, speaking of Hanuman, there's no lust in Hanuman. He's known as the perfect brahmachari. Those who are aspiring to be brahmacharis, they worship, worship Hanuman as the great brahmachari. He's... Uh, that is related in... Ramayana, how he was searching for Sita 
he knew that she had been kidnapped by Ravana. So he came to Ravana's palace late at night after the daily or nightly party was over. And Ravana, with his so many kidnapped wives, they had all been spotting and intoxicated and they were all they were all lying here and there asleep. So Hanuman had to look for Sita. Where to look for Sita? Well, where's Ravana and all the women he kidnapped? So he was looking, but he was looking and seeing all these women half naked, their clothing strewn here and there, and in an intoxicated state, sleeping. And Hanuman thought that, well, it's not very good for a brahmachari to see all this. But then he thought that, no, it's alright, because my purpose is pure. To I've come here to serve Lord Rama. So keeping that in mind, he was in a situation which would disturb the mind of anyone who was not fully fixed in Krishna's service. Anyone's mind would be distracted. But Hanuman's mind was not distracted. Because he was, his only purpose was to serve Lord Rama and he couldn't be distracted from that, even with the uh, attraction, which similarly, Maya Devi herself, she came to test Haridas Thakur and she, she said after Haidash Thakur passed the test of her sexual allurement, she said that I bewildered even Lord Brahma, but I couldn't bewilder you, Haridas. So these are the qualities of the devotees. That they're, they're so pure that mundane lust cannot bewilder them. So we can very easily test. Did I make it to Gopi Bhav? Am I a pure devotee? Just test. Are we free from mundane lust? Very simple test. Hmm. Can be a, if we think that we're, yeah, yeah, I think, yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm pretty much ready to, Join the Rasalila. Ready to be a gopi. Wait, bring my dress. And uh, ankle bells and lipstick and all these things. Just uh, one second, sir. Uh, are you free from mundane lust? That we can test ourselves. Easy to talk about. But not so easy to actually attain this stage. Anyway, we should talk about it because if we don't, then we'll never go on the path to attain that stage. We should talk about how mundane lust is bewildering us. And we can also talk about how Krishna is the bewilderer of lust. He is Madana Mohan. Kandara Pakoti Kamaniya Visheshashobham. 
His beauty is such that it bewilders millions of cupids. So there's the positive and negative process. We should uh, understand that mundane lust, distinguish that or, or understand that this is not my real propensity. This is the destroyer of the spiritual propensity. And at the same time, hear about Krishna and Krishna's love for the gopis and the gopis' love for Krishna and all and Hanuman's love for Lord Rama, which is free from any uh, spot of mundane lust. Whereas uh, we might find if we look in our own hearts that we're among the Amidst the uh, ocean of lust, we're trying to find some spot of bhakti. We may be in this unfortunate situation. Anyway, uh, Hanuman's love is completely pure. Uddhava's love is pure. There's nothing lacking in that. But, nevertheless, the... Uh, the intensity and the purity of the gopis' love for Krishna is such that, and specifically the love of Radha for Krishna, is such that it attracts Krishna himself to take that position in order to taste the sweetness of that love. This chapter is describing the confidential reasons for the Lord's appearance. So this is the uh, confidential reason for Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's appearance that he wants to taste, he wants to know what is the, what is the sweetness, what is the happiness that Radha feels in relation to me. I can't taste it because I am me. There's one of those uh, nyais. Licking your elbow nyai. Who would like to... If there's some gur on your elbow. Gur is a sweet for those of you in Ireland. I think those in India know what it is. It's molasses. It's uh, before they, that sugar which you get, which is all nicely refined, it was, it's made from molasses. So, if some gur is on your elbow, can you lick it? Sri Gurid Hari's trying. No. So it's just like that, that Krishna, he, is himself and he knows everything but he can't taste the sweetness of himself because he is himself. So, he's lacking something. Therefore he comes as Chaitanya Mahaprabhu to taste 
the sweetness of Krishna. And the gopis, the gopis, their love, well this is discussed in this chapter, is such that they assist Radha and Krishna in their pastimes. Those who are watching this by Skype, they can't see, but in this room where I'm sitting, there's a blown-up photo of Sri Radha Madhava in Mayapur with the Ashtashaki, the eight principal gopis. When I was chanting Sri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu, I was looking for the Panchatattva. You removed it. You removed the Panchatattva. What kind of demon are you? You want to go to Krishna directly. No answer. Anyway, you can put them back. It's a good idea. So the gopis, their love is such that they just want to see Radha and Krishna happy. Their everything is dedicated to that. That's why, incidentally, that we are not great fans of Mira. In India, Mira is considered a great pure devotee, but we're not we're not that much fond because we she's always singing about Krishna. Esho, Esho, Giridhari, come Giridhari, but the Gauriya Vaishnavas, they're more concerned that not that Krishna will come and I will enjoy seeing Krishna, but rather they want to see how Radha and Krishna are united. Now, Hanuman, that's what he's doing too, right? He wants to see Sita and Ram united. So, what's the difference? Well, it, it's a big topic that we are talking about in the morning. The, the Rasavicha, that even though Lord Rama's pastimes are perfect, but still Krishna, he is described here in this introductory section of Chaitanya Charitamrita as Rasika Shiramani, the in exchanging rasa with his devotees, the level or intensity and is more than that of in that with Lakshmi and Narayana or with Sita and Rama. This is there is this is described in Sri Brihad Bhagavatamrita. Gopakumar looking for Krishna goes from place to place within the mundane universe and finds Krishna in various places, in his various forms. The, the manifestations of Lord Vishnu in his various forms are there throughout the universe. So he goes to various places and gradually 
he goes beyond the universe, through the coverings of the universe, and goes to Vaikuntha. And he's always looking for Krishna in Vrindavan. And he sees Narayana. And he runs forward. Oh, my friend! He runs forward to embrace him. And the guard, stop! What are you doing? Can't do that. That's not allowed. They can't imagine in Vaikuntha that anyone can rush up to Krishna and embrace him. So there is a difference that was considered an infringement. Just like uh, if the Prime Minister of India, not very likely, but if he was to come here, then... uh, or, well, to Bangalore, that's likely. He'd, probably he will come in his upcoming term at some point, isn't it? Maybe, maybe I don't know. Anyway, it's not so unlikely as it's a major city of India. So, uh, well, first of all, you wouldn't be able to get anywhere close to him after what happened in Sriparamadur with Rajiv Gandhi then he he waved away the security arrangement said yeah let anyone come up to me and so someone did and came up to him and blew him up so nowadays when they address public meetings the public are kept at a beyond bullet shot distance quite a long way anyway uh if somehow or other you could get through the black cats, which means this security cordon, somehow you were allowed through that. You were allowed on behalf of the Bangalore Corporation, you are allowed to go up. But you just can't walk up to him and hug him and slap him on the back. and Especially he's bit in Narayan Bhav. I mean, he's a very dry kind of fellow, as he seems to be. I'm sure he's a nice man, but... Uh, well, not that sure, but anyway. He's a bit dry. Not very juicy. Like Vajpayee, he was, he was kind of fun, right? <laughs> anyway, let's not talk about mundane politics. Especially as the Irish, they don't know anything who these people are anyway. <laughs> So, uh, it's like that. There's a certain decorum, formality that one has to follow. In Vaikuntha, you can't just walk up to the Lord and embrace Him. Hanuman is famous. There's a famous picture. His, his love for Rama was ultimately rewarded when Lord Rama said to him, oh, you've done so much for me, I can't repay you, therefore I'll just embrace you. That's all, I can embrace you. So that's, uh, it's a common painting that we'll see in India. Still people have some spiritual sentiment, some of them. So, it's not that common. You probably see pictures of film stars and Cricket stars much more, so such pictures used to be more common. But still it's a well-known incident where Lord Rama embraced Hanuman. 
and in this way expressed his gratitude to Hanuman. But the friends of Krishna in Vrindavan, they do that all the time. They don't wait for Krishna to embrace them. They embrace him. Or sometimes they slap him on the back. Hanuman doesn't slap Hanum, uh, Ramchandra on the back. Uh, and uh, sometimes they rebuke him. And especially the gopis rebuke him because the uh, in their loving affairs, among friends there's also some uh, some bantering or light-natured apparent uh, quarrels or disagreements. But especially in loving affairs, there's uh, maybe more than the uh, just say, saying, I love you. It's just kind of boring, isn't it? I love you. Oh, okay, I love you too. And there's nothing more to say. Is It's just kind of it's kind of boring, but we find rather in the affairs of Radha and Krishna, which are described by the six Goswamis of Vrindavan, how the gopis, are, they, they don't say, I love you. They say rather, Krishna, you, you, you don't come here. You're completely useless. You know, anyone who has any association with you, their whole life is spoiled and and then Krishna he says about the gopis that you know, you know that uh, you know why, why are you running after me? You should be chased women. You can't coming out to the forest in the middle of the night. Go back. So it's it's like this. It's uh, it's uh, they apparently express lack of interest or displeasure with each other. So this is a level of love which, even though Hanuman's love is completely pure, but it goes beyond that. It's beyond formality. And as described here in Chaitanya Charitamrita, the, the uh, apparently insulting words of the, of the gopis to Krishna, they are more pleasing to Krishna than the Vedic hymns, which are meant for praising him. So it's, uh, it is certainly very elevated topics for discussion and a little bit we've discussed today, this evening, and if anyone has any questions about this, what are they going to do from Dubai? Phone in? Type it in. They can type it in. You can't speak through this. From Dubai or Ireland or wherever else they may be. And uh, I can maybe attempt to give some reply because these are highly elevated topics which have been given to us by our Acharyas and by Srila Prabhupada, who is representing all the Acharyas to us. So, we should know what these topics are. To understand the intricacies of them is not uh, something that can be done simply by studying in an academic way. One who is blessed with realization, they can understand. So, I'm not 
saying that I can answer the question, but anyway, you can make it and we'll see. So, what's the qu- there's some question. Yeah. You mentioned that we can discuss how we do not have bhakti in our hearts. We can discuss how we don't have bhakti in our hearts, but we have mundane lust. But we shouldn't go on... Uh, we, we should be a little careful about this. If we're always saying, well, I'm fallen, I'm full of lust, we might convince ourselves and actually become full of lust. So... We yes, I'm full of lust, but I'm looking up, as the Irish poet Oscar Wilde said, that everyone is in the gutter, but some are looking up at the stars. So yeah, we are fallen, but poet or dramatist, both maybe, we are we are fallen, but. That doesn't, we, we, we shouldn't take a vow to remain fallen forever. Rather, we want to please Krishna by becoming free from mundane lust and becoming fit to serve Him. So, how can we be free from lust? How to overcome it by hearing about real love? Well, as I mentioned in the course of this talk, there are the positive and negative process. How to overcome it by hearing about pure love? Well, that's Krishna's job. Shrinvatang Swakata Krishna Punya Shravana Kirtanaha Hridyantas Tohya Bhadrani Vidhunoti Surit Satam. Krishna, when he sees someone is hearing about him, Krishna cleanses the heart of the devotee. So we don't have to worry. Just like when, if you're putting your washing powder in your washing machine. You don't have to worry how it does the job. You just hope that it does the job. And it cleans your cleans your cloth. So we don't have... How it works, that's up to Krishna. Krishna's pleased and he purifies. Uh, so both process. Hearing about the pure love, we attain a desire to to come to that standard. And also by hearing about the disaster that is material life, that uh, comes from mundane lust, then we should be uh, careful to avoid that mundane lust. What is the best forum for honest discussion? Well, honest discussion, what do you mean by that? Does that mean that, do we, I, I, I don't see it as necessary that we have to get into the details of all the dirty things in our hearts, so that we, we have to say to others that, you know, I have this, this, give the specific details of all the bad things. That's, that's, uh, that would be almost like cultivating it. Rather recognize that it's there, that it is not good and take up the process of Krishna consciousness to overcome it. But if we want to do some like psychoanalysis of all our, of the dirty things in our heart, that no material means will free us from that. So you may say, well, I have this, uh, like, like this Freud idiot. He, uh, he, uh, what is that? The Oedipus complex. He had this idea that Every human male is lusting after his mother sexually. 
Uh, that's why I said he's an idiot, but he is convinced so uh, about that. So uh, there's no need to to uh, to get into some like psychoanalysis of all these, and then especially all this mundane psychoanalysis. It's the uh, all different theories spawned from ignorance. Which was why uh, last time I was in Dublin, I saw the, so many books about psychology on the shelf of Ananda Hari Prabhu's wife, which she had apparently taken some interest in studying that. And I suggested to him that, well, better she studies Srimad Bhagavatam. You can, uh, in Bhagavad Gita alone, we get more clear knowledge of the uh, the nature of the mental processes than in all these speculative psychoanalysis who uh, as I, I've heard in America that the the suicide rate in, among all the professions is number one among the psychoanalysis you know, psychiatrists so you know they're more crazy than anyone and what do you expect if you listen to all these crazy people all day and you, and you don't really have any answer for them also that must be quite frustrating when you're uh, when you're taking lots of money from people and you can't really help them so uh, yeah so i suggested that she study Srila Prabhupada's books and uh, i suggested to ananda hari prabhu and apparently she took that up yeah yeah so that's so like I was, I was saying sometimes, this uh, telling people straightforwardly, is, it's often very good if people have enough sense to take it up. I mean, it is good advice that by studying psychoanalysis for millions of lifetimes, you'll just end up more confused. But by studying Srimad Bhagavatam, then we'll become enlightened. By studying Bhagavad Gita, we'll, we'll get actual knowledge of reality. So, thank you, Ananda Hari Prabhu's wife. Uh, if you're there, I don't know your name, I'm sorry. Yeah, well, let's see if there's any questions here, Ma. No, alright, then from here in Bangalore. You're convinced, great. Hmm? Bhavani. Bhavani Devi Dasi. Uh, Maya Devi was testing Haridash Thakur. Maya Devi was testing Haridash Thakur, yeah. So after that, when Haridash Thakur passed the test, she informed that um, I tested even Brahma. I tested even Brahma, she told him, yeah. So Brahma, Haridash Thakur, is the same personality? Yeah, Brahma, Haridas. Now as Haridas, he's sitting and chanting Hare Krishna. Interesting observation. Interesting also, I was thinking of saying it at the time, but I'll say it now while I was speaking about this. She said, formerly I was initiated by my husband into Ramanama, which is Tarakanama. It takes us, it gives us, it takes us. Taraka means that which delivers us, gives us liberation. But now uh, she wanted to be initiated by Haridas. She tested him and then she became his disciple into Krishnanam, which is Parakanam, which, which brings us to Krishna Prema. There's so much in Chaitanya. There's, 
Actually, if you all bless me, then I can live a very long life and stop running around the place and write many books. And uh, one I'd like to, I'd, I'd like to write, uh, although it's very ambitious to even dream of this, to write uh, another commentary on Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita. Because this, uh, you can say Hari Bol, but it's easy to say that. But, but uh, actually doing it is something else. Uh, it takes a lot of time and a lot of study and a lot of purity and a lot of sadhana, but there's so much. I, 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 I hear the verses of Chaitanya Charitamrita over and over again. And it's just it's so rich. So much. So very, very rich. Chaitanya Charitamrita Nitta Karopan Jaha Hoite Premananda Bhakti Tattva Chaitanya Charitamrita, this Kaviraj Goswami who wrote the book says, this Chaitanya Charitamrita which means the can be, Srila Prabhupada translated it as the, uh, the Chaitanya Charitamrita. He gave a very technical definition as the, the character of the living force in eternality. But the, or we could say the, uh, what we might call the uh, usual or the, how it's generally understood is the nectar of the pastimes of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. So, uh, Krishnas Kaviraj Goswami says that always drink this nectar of Chaitanya Charita from which Jaha Hoite Premananda one will attain Premananda the bliss of love of Krishna and Bhakti Tattvagya knowledge of what is Bhakti. Yeah, another question from Sri Girid Hari Das. Uh, uh, you, you said the difference between the law of uh, Hanuman for Ram and the difference between the law of gopis. Uh, I didn't get into it in great detail, yeah, but the difference between the love of the gopis and that of Ram, or for Krishna and that of Hanuman for Rama. Both are uh, Vishuddha and Nirmala. Both are Vishuddha, fully pure, and Nirmala, free from contamination. And uh, you said that different, then the difference comes in intensity. Difference comes in intensity. And actually one point is that from the gopi, and we're talking from our perspective, in the gutter, or my perspective. But from the gopi's perspective, Raghunath Das Goswami, he says that uh, don't talk about Dwaraka or, Vaik- or the Lord of Vaikuntha. Otherwise you might get thrown down to Vaikuntha. <laughs> so... He considers, from that platform, they consider it some kind of contamination. But that's, uh, we can hear about that. I don't think we should discuss it too much, otherwise we might get in trouble. <laughs> um, what, is, uh, what is the level of uh, intensity of the devotees who are more intense in Sakyarasa and uh, compared to the intensity of the devotees who are less intense in uh, higher Rasa. The intensity of Sakyaras compared to? Well, there's only Vatsalya and uh, Madhurya Shringa, yeah. Like, even within Madhurya Rasa, different devotees have different... Yeah, within Madhurya Rasa, there's different... 
When we say different intensity, it means that every one of them is totally, fully, intensely with every atom and subatom, although they have sp- fully spiritual bodies, but uh, anyway, just the point is that their whole being is fully, totally concentrated on service to in their swarasiki city their their own particular mood of devotion to their to the form of the lord who they're worshiping so there's there's no lacking of intensity but still that of the gopis is more intense so that statement which i just made is a logical fallacy or a contradiction to put it in simple terms but it's possible in spiritually. It is a spiritual fact that although the the love of, for instance, the cowherd boys. I was telling you I'm going to print that book, the Dasharat Sutta, Preo Bhakti Rasaranava, the ocean of. Actually, in the uh, in the old Gorya literature, the the Sakyaras is usually called Preya. Preo Bhakti, the friendship. So, yeah, so they're fully intensely surrendered to Krishna, even way beyond surrender, fully in love of Krishna, totally intensely in all respects. It's not possible to imagine anything more intense, but still there is more. Just like we find Ramananda Raya and Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is always saying, Age Kahua, say some more, say some more, say some more. And Ramananda said, well, I didn't find anyone who ever went, who went this far, who, who thought there is more. So this, uh, yeah, the discussion between Ramananda Raya and Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, that leaves uh, the interfaith conferences way, way behind. Long, long way behind. Far beyond faith. Ado Shraddha. From Shraddha to Prem. There are different stages. But then in Prem there is intensification. or different stages also. Question from Dubai, yeah? Who is that asking? Don't know. Someone in Dubai, yeah. If uh, Hanuman's love is intense and Gopi's love is also intense, then what differentiates is only the rasa? Is only the rasa differentiating, or the or the rati, or the bhav, the or the mood in which they worship? Um, yeah, we could say that 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 uh, certain forms of the Lord or certain relationships, they they are they are the vehicle or the channels in which different levels of intensity may be there. But again it's not like that the uh, you know the the people of Vrindavan they get together and they discuss among themselves that, you know, well I'm more intense than you and you're less intense and he's less the, the uh, later on in Chaitanya Leela, Rupa Goswami is. I was also talking about that in the morning. There's the the Rasa Acharya. He examines 
he examines what is rasa and brings out uh, how all the devotees uh, rasas the, the the ultimate level is that of the gopis and the, the like the supplement to bhakti rasamrita sindhu which is not recommended to be read unless one is one's consciousness is vishuddha nirmala the unless one's consciousness is completely pure then it's better not to read this book but that's the ujvala nilamani is a book which specifically discusses the shringara rasa the, the specifically of the gopis love for krishna so he analyzes it in a in a detailed way so yeah there are different uh, different forms of the lord and different relationship with him with him. different uh, yeah relationships or the stai bhav or one's particular characteristic or that facilitates uh, more in intensity but again uh, we shouldn't think that there's anything lacking in hanuman's love uh, uh, lord rama uh, krishna himself takes many forms to enjoy in various ways and he uh, rama he doesn't want hanuman to become a gopi hanuman doesn't think you know what you know what's the use of being hanuman better to be a gopi he doesn't think like that no nor could such a thought ever in fact we there's the famous verse of hanuman that uh, sri nate janaki nate abheda paramatmane tatapi mama sarvasvam rama kamalochanaha he says that i know that shrinath which is generally understood to mean the lord of lakshmi devi vaikuntanath and janakinath or ramachandra they're the same supreme personality of god they're not different but as far as i'm concerned my all in all my worship of our lord is rama so that's his taste and rama doesn't want him to change that he's krishna also wants to be rama he doesn't want to annihilate his existence as rama or vamana or kurma or narayana he's experiencing pleasure in all these different forms and his devotees they're also serving him very happily in these ways still in the in the uh, gradation not a mundane gradation not that just like uh, in the mundane world the the uh, rickshaw driver is not as prestigious as the uh, not considered as qualified or prestigious as a software engineer for instance but in spiritual existence everyone is perfect so it's not that all again from raghunath das's perspective you know vaikuntha be careful watch out don't talk about vaikuntha you might fall down there but if we can get up there we should be very happy yeah taraka nama and paraka nama Hari Krishna Mahamantra is Taraka and Paraka. 
কৃষ্ণ মন্ত্র হইতে হবে সংসামোচন কৃষ্ণ নাম হইতে পাবে কৃষ্ণ চরণ by chanting Krishna mantras. Sometimes this is understood in this utterance of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. It's sometimes understood that Krishna mantra is understood to mean the uh, Pancharatriki mantras, the, such as the Gopal mantra. But uh, in his purport, Srila Prabhupada, following Srila Bhaktisiddhanta, says this also refers to uh, the, the name of Krishna. So, uh, well, if, if Krishna Nam is taken as a mantra, it's also a mantra, Maha Mantra. Then as a mantra, mantra means that which delivers the mind. Then it certainly, Shangsha Mochan, delivers us from material existence. But Krishna Nama, if we, if we take the Maha Mantra, Krishna Nama, calling out to Krishna, not just as a process for getting liberation. Then if we call out Krishna Nama, Krishna, calling out to Krishna, then uh, we attain the lotus feet of Krishna. So certainly liberation is there by, by chanting the Hare Krishna mantra, but much more also. And in the Hare Krishna mantra, Rama can be understood as Ramachandra. And Ramanam is Tarakanam, that which delivers us from material existence. But Rama is also understood as uh, a name for Krishna. Rama means all pleasure and specifically our Acharyas have explained Radhika Ramana, who gives pleasure to Radhika. So understood in this way, or understood like this, then uh, Ramanam is, in the Mahamantra, is Krishnanam also. Yeah, your question? Uh, is there any difference between the relationship intensity of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and his associates, and Krishna and his... Is there any difference in the intensity of uh, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and his associates and Krishna is in, and his associates in their love. Um, well, they are the same. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is Krishna. Radha Bhavadyuti Suvalitam Nomi Krishna Swarupam Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is Krishna with the sentiment and bodily luster of Radharani. So Krishna comes to taste that. And his devotees come to assist him in that. And they simultaneously taste the happiness of Krishna consciousness. Are we talking more, uh, using the word intensity in place of mood? Or Are we using the word intensity for like, mood? No, 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 no. No, mood is different term. There's a there's that question already came. This the different forms of the Lord and different devotees in their different bhav or their their swarasiki siddhi, their particular mood in relationship to Him. So Hanuman's 
mood of service to Rama facilitates a, a particular kind of love which is it's very difficult to say it's not as intense but it is it is as intense but the as the, there's no lacking in that intensity of that of the residence of Vrindavan but the freedom of expression the closeness that is possible for the residents of Vrindavan is not possible for Hanuman so we cannot use the word uh, intensity when we say that uh, Hanuman's intensity was uh, com- we compare uh, well uh, I, one point is that we, although we're discussing these things we should also bear in mind the English saying fools rush in where angels fear to tread we should always remember where we are, what, who and what subjects we are discussing. Lest, in our consciousness, which is, it tends to be imbued with this mundane lust, which is the subject of this, that we make comparisons uh, based on our mundane understanding. But yes, there is a, a difference in intensity also, just like we find that um, the last of the Ashtasattvika Bhavas, which Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is regularly overcome by, is loy, which means fainting or practically death, destruction. So we find that these Ashta, the, the these more manifest in the personality of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu than in Hanuman. The symptoms that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu exhibited, his kurma rupa, all his bodily limbs entering within his body out of an intensity of separation from Krishna. It's all described there in Chaitanya Charitamrita. Yeah, you have a question. Uh, how, how do you call the, the rasa between Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and Ramana? Do you call that as Madhuri Rasa? Or? Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was served by Sri Ramananda Rai, yes, the, the Madhurya Rasa. But it's but the the Vishaya or the object, oh, sorry, the the, the 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 yeah, the object of or the the subject of Prem is Krishna. And the ashraya is the devotee, or the, the, the receptacle, or who has prem is the devotee. So that, it isn't that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu becomes the lover. It, there, it, yes, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and Ramananda are relating in Madhurya Bhav. But the, this, their object is Krishna, it's concentrated on Krishna. So it's not that Ramananda feels, uh, Transcendental sexual affection for Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. That is the mistake of the Goranagaris. They take Chaitanya Mahaprabhu to be the lover of the young women of Nadia. But Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, 
he uh, he's with uh, Sarup Damodar and Ramananda Rai Lalita and Vishaka. So it's all on the platform of Madhurya Rati. But it's all directed toward Krishna. Can we say that is similar uh, in, in terms of mood, that is uh, similar to the association between Radharani and uh, Lalita? Well, that's exactly what I just said. That it's Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, Sarup Damodar and Ramananda Rai is uh, Krishna with Lalita and Vishaka in different Sorry, Radharani with Lalita and Vishaka. High topics. Gorachandranana. Yeah. Whose, whose face is like a golden moon. How devotees widely distributed Chaitanya Charitamrita? Well, actually they didn't. They should have distributed more probably. You can still do it. There are a lot of confidence. Yeah, it's surprising. Prabhupada said to distribute them. Well, that was Prabhupada's order. We were surprised. The nectar of instruction, when that was first brought out, the devotees, they said, well, shall we print 2,000 just for devotees? Prabhupada said, no, print a hundred thousand, mass distributed. And actually a survey was made some years ago in England among the public, which of Prabhupada's books the, the, the public were receiving, which book they appreciated most, and it was the nectar of instruction. So, Patra, Patra, Vichar Nahe, Nahe, Sthana, Stan, Jejaha, Pai, Tahe, they are Premodans. The Panchatattva didn't consider who was qualified and who wasn't qualified, but they, they gave love of Krishna to whoever they can get a hold of. So, Prabhupada wanted these. Well, he particularly wanted, uh, he stressed that uh, Gita and Bhagavatam, first two volumes, especially these should be distributed, but all of the volumes, I was. I remember also distributing fifth canto of Bhagavatam with those all those controversial descriptions of the universe, the descent of the river Ganges, and all this. Distributing that in London, individual volumes. So it's all purifying. Madhu Gorangadas, what is your question? Reading books in terms of sequence of reading books. Yeah, we're, we're generally recommended to read Bhagavad Gita, then Srimad Bhagavatam, and then Chaitanya Charitamrita. Yeah, that those who buy Chaitanya Charitamrita, they open the book and they read that the love of the gopis is called Rudha Bhava. <laughs> Yeah, I got this book on the street. And, uh, yeah, let's have a look at it. Uh, the love of the uh, gopis. What's a gopi? Gopi? What's a gopi? It's called Rad, Rad, Radha Bhava. Yeah, okay, mate. Uh, yeah. 
Well, what can I say? It's Prabhupada's mercy. He wanted to... And, as I said, you never know. I, I, met, I was, met that man on the street in London and he, he was saying, well, isn't Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, uh, isn't he considered an incarnation of Krishna? You never know. Prabhupada wanted sets of these books to show. He was very concerned to get the sets of Srimad Bhagavatam distributed. Yeah, it seems inconceivable that these books should be distributed to to uh, people who have that we, when we ourselves we we, have, we hardly discuss these topics. I mean, today's class is not. We usually talk about. So, what to speak of distributing to the public? But yeah, Prabhupada wanted that. But he did emphasize, especially the first two cantos of Bhagavatam, should be distributed. I, I believe he emphasized that even more than Bhagavad Gita. Although here in India we find that Bhagavad Gita is perennially the most popular book. Year after year after year, it's by far the, the most popular book that people take. Bhagavad Gita as it is. And that makes devotees all over the world. Vijay Prabhu, who's traveling all over the world promoting the distribution of Srila Prabhupada's book, said that he noted all over the world that many people, or, or out of the few people who become devotees, considering the population of the world, the uh, many of them come from taking Srila Prabhupada's Bhagavad Gita as it is. So, anything else? They can get a taste. Srila Prabhupada gave the example in the... or he gave an example which the uh, publishers, the BBT... In, introduced into their introductory notes at the beginning of Chaitanya Charitamrita, Srila Prabhupada said, you can start reading it anywhere because in the Bhagavatam, in the uh, preface, I believe, or introduction, Srila Prabhupada writes that one should carefully begin at the beginning and go forward step by step and not rush forward. But when he was asked about Chaitanya Charitamrita, he said, you can read it starting anywhere. It's, it's all sweet like sugar. Anywhere you lick it. So people may get a taste and then inquire and and then get uh, systematic instruction. Hare Krishna. Thank you very much. Who have we got online now? Different places from Dubai, Ljubljana, which is in... For those of you who don't know where Ljubljana is, it's in Slovenia. For those of you who don't know where Slovenia is, it's a country in Europe bordered by Croatia, Italy, Austria, and maybe some, I think that's all. It's a small place. If you fall asleep when you're driving, you might wake up and not even know you went through it. <laughs> If you're in the passenger seat, don't fall asleep when you're driving. <laughs> anyway, they won't allow you to because uh, if you're driving through Slovenia, they, there's so much 
road toll, that they want, hey, wake up and pay the toll. <laughs> That's how they make their money, because so many people drive through from other countries and they charge them huge amounts of money, which has got nothing to do with Krishna consciousness, but anyway, if you happen to be in that part of the world, be warned. So who's there? Slovenia? Dubai? Hmm?